You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 348, How Can You Keep Your Church Safe? Sorry if my voice sounds a little bit rough. A little bit rough. I'm getting over a cold. I guess I guess colds are still a thing. You know, when COVID came along, you don't hear about people having colds anymore. But anyway, um, how can you keep your church safe? How can you protect your house of worship? And this is not just an ethereal question. I'm recording this in early February. Just a few weeks ago, there was a synagogue in Texas in which a uh, militant uh, Muslim came in took the rabbi and several members hostage, threatening to kill all of them. Uh, fortunately, the, the FBI hostage rescue team was able to get in there and neutralize the, the situation. The only person who was hurt was the, atta- uh, the, the attacker. He was uh, killed. Um, but thankfully, none of the innocent victims were. So these are things. This, this is a real thing. It's hard to... Um, if you watch the news regularly, you're going to hear about churches synagogues, and even in some case, mosque. Uh, a mosque was attacked in, I believe it was New Zealand, uh, a year or two ago, and, and, and a number of innocent people were killed. So so houses of worship being attacked, uh, pastors being targeted, this is a real thing. So how can you keep your church safe? Number one, do nothing and hope for the best. Now, this to me doesn't seem like much of a strategy, but sadly, this is one that many people adopt. Um, especially Christians who have more of a pacifist mindset. Um, don't resist evil. Um, God will take care of us. Whatever happens is God's will. Well, you know, that's that. I don't agree with that. But if that's your, 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 your view and that's your worldview, well, then go for it. But um, I just don't think that's a good idea. But do nothing and hope for the best. And sadly, this is where a lot of churches find themselves. There is no real plan in place. Number two, hire uniformed security guards. Hire uniformed security guards. I was recently in a church in another state for a conference, and this was how they had chosen to do church security. They hired a security company who provided armed security guards to protect their church. Now, most of the security guards um, were former law enforcement. I met one of them, had a great disposition, great personality. Um, He was a right fit for the job. Um, But this is something you would have to kind of evaluate because I live in Georgia. This was in another state. This was in Texas. But uh, where I live in Georgia, uh, armed security security guards, while while they are a thing, while you do find them, it's it's much more rare. Um, The process for becoming an armed security guard is is definitely a much more difficult process in Georgia. Um, But hiring uniformed security guards to protect your church is a possibility. And, of course, I said armed. But, uh, you know, in some places, some churches I've been to, they used unarmed security guards to provide security for the church. And again, it's better than nothing. Number three, hire a police officer. 
Now, this is a great way to go in providing security if you can get the right officer and the right fit. Talking to uh, my friends in the church I was in in Texas, they said that the reason they don't use the police department and instead use a security company is that they had had problems with the police officers who were sent out to work at their church. And and I get it. If you just call the police department and say, hey, listen, I need an officer, an off-duty officer to work a part-time job um, doing security or directing traffic at my church, it's a roll of the dice as to who you're going to get. So you might not get officer friendly. You might get officer grumpy. And it's just a sad reality. So, um, you know, it, it, it it's always good um, if you're going to hire somebody from the outside, a police officer is always a better way to go than a, uh, a security guard. But at the same time, you know, you got to know who you're getting. Um, you don't want somebody who's going to come in and be uh, rude or just not smiling or unfriendly or, you know, leave people with a bad taste in their mouth. So how can you keep your church safe? We said don't do nothing and hope for the best. Hire a uniformed security guard. Number three, hire a police officer. Number four, develop a team from within. This is probably the best way to go. Um, but again, everybody doesn't want to do it. I'm going to give you some ideas on how to do it in a minute. But developing a team from within, and that's what we've done in our church. Um, on my team, there's one active duty police officer. I'm a retired police officer. Everybody else is a civilian who has met our requirements to be on the team. So developing a team from within. And, you know, the thing about this is these are people who have skin in the game. They're not only protecting the church, they're protecting their families, they're protecting their loved ones, they're protecting their own children. So developing a team from within is always going to be the best way to go if you can do that. And then number five, how can you keep your church safe? Well, a combination of three and four. In other words, hire a police officer and develop a team from within. There's a, a church just up the road, a large church, a mega church it would be called. And on any given Sunday, they have probably six, eight, maybe even ten uniformed police officers that are helping direct traffic and provide security in the parking lot and maybe even in the lobby. But they also have a team inside the church made up of church members who, who are keeping the church, keeping the auditorium, and keeping the kids safe. So, so a combination of the two. And what we do is when we have a big event, is we'll hire an off-duty police officer. Now, thankfully, we have one on my team, and there's another one who attends our church who's not on the team. So either one of these guys, we can hire when we need an officer to come, when we're having a big event, um, open to the public, and we want to have some extra visibility and protection. Um, they can come direct traffic, put park their police car in a prominent location, and supplement our civilian safety and security team. Don't go away. We'll be right back. But I wanted to let you know this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, When the Future Ended. If you like an action-packed series full of thrills, great characters, a um, little bit of humor, a little bit of romance, but, but some really intense action, by all means, check out When the Future Ended. This is volume one in the Zombie Terror War series. Now, don't let the zombie thing throw you off. Um, this is dealing with terrorism. It's dealing with bio-terror uh, warfare. And so um, there's a lot going on here, but by all means, check it out. I've got so many great reviews on Amazon. People love my characters. And the beauty of Amazon is you can click on the link right here, 
and go to Amazon and read the first, probably at least the first chapter for free. So check out When the Future Ended. I know you will love it. All right, so where do you start? We're talking about keeping your church safe. Where do you start when your pastor comes up to you and says, listen, I need you to put together a safety team ministry for our church. That's what happened to me. I'd been retired. My wife and I had moved to Brazil as missionaries for five years. And after we came back, the first thing my pastor said was, listen, you're going to preach, you're going to teach, you're still part of the team, but I need a safety team. Um, there had just been a major high-profile ch church shooting in Texas uh, about the time we got back. And he said, listen, you know, that's not going to happen here, so put a team together. So, Or maybe you're the one initiating the conversation. Maybe you're asking your pastor, hey, pastor, what do we have in place to protect our church? What do we have in place to protect the children? What do we have in place to protect us in the auditorium? So whether you're initiating the conversation or your pastor's coming to you, let me give you a suggestion. The first thing to do is, once you're kind of on that route, on the road, to putting a team together is go, um, I'm going to give you two websites. Uh, one's called Sheepdog Church Security. The other is Strategos International. Both of these are focused on church safety and security. I actually went to a conference when the pastor said, put a team together. We got something up and running, um, you know, as quickly as we could, but I knew we had a lot more to do. So um, I took one of my team leaders. We went to a conference, a two-day conference put on by Strategos, and it was basically from A to Z on how to start a safety team. And thankfully, we had already done some of the stuff that they requested or, or, or urged you to do, so I was happy about that. But when you go to a, uh, go to a, a conference or you do your research, now you've got a perspective. Now you've got a framework on some of the things you can do because you're not just grabbing, you know, the local uh, deer hunter and saying, hey man, you want to, you know, protect the church um, or the local gun nut who's in your church and say, hey, listen, you want to be, you know, security and safety for the church. Um, that might not be a good fit. We've got to do it right. We've got to put some standards in place. We've got to have the right um, people in the right position. I've had to turn people down. You know, we've got a very uh, servant-minded church. People serve on so many different teams. On any given Sunday, we probably got over 100 people serving in different places. But the safety team is not the easiest team to get on. And I've had to turn people down for various reasons, um, whether it was their mindset or I just didn't think it was going to be a good fit or I didn't trust them or they couldn't meet the standards that we've got in place. So, um, you know, you've got you've to kind of think that through as you're putting it together. You don't just say, okay, yeah, look, this guy was... Um, you know, in Vietnam, or this guy was in Iraq, and hey, let's put them on the safety team. They might be dealing with PTSD. That's not to say you don't have a conversation with them, but let's also understand that there's a lot going into picking the right people to protect your church. So where do you start? Well, first of all, do you have a police officer or a retired police officer in your church? Because if you do, they're the first one to go to to talk about starting a safety and security team because they're going to be up to date on current laws, uh, including deadly force and possession of firearms inside of a house of worship. Every state does it differently. Um, so do you have a police officer, a retired police officer in your church that would be willing to work and put this together? This, is, this should be the first place to start. If you don't, do you have someone with a military background? Now, like I say, there's there, this is no guarantee that they're going to be the right fit, but at least they've got the right mindset. Um, 
before we put the the formal team that we've got together now, it, it, the, the the safety team that we had before while I was still a police officer was basically me and a former Marine in our church, and we're the ones who kept an eye on things. Um, now we've got uh, myself and another police officer, a bunch of civilians, and uh, and a guy who's in the uh, military reserve for his perspective respective branch. So do you have someone with military background? Um, they might be able to come in and um, put a team together. Number three, do you have someone who is survival-minded? Now, I know this this conjures up a whole bunch of, um, you know, different images of, you know, kind of crazy prepper, but do they have the right mindset? Uh, one church that I worked with who was putting a safety team together um, didn't have a former police officer. They didn't have anybody in the military. <coughs> Excuse me. But they did have someone who was a lifelong martial artist. And as I talked to him, I realized this was the right guy. He was the right guy because he had the right mindset. Now, he had to go get trained because, um, you know, we, we, they were wanting to put together an armed safety team. So he had to go get trained and go take some courses. And But he's done a great job in putting a team together and protecting their church. So he's a martial artist. He's got the right mindset. And it really, it's more about mindset than just finding someone who likes guns. Um, as I said, I'm very selective. There are people that I've turned down because, you know, they've come to me and I knew they were gun nuts, but also as I spoke to them, realized they didn't have the right mindset to protect the church. And, you know, what we say all the time with, with our team is you've got to have the heart of a shepherd, but the mind of a warrior. Listen to that again. The heart of a shepherd, but the mind of a warrior. Um, the people on our team, one of the things we encourage them is, Listen, you're a leader. You're 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 part of the, the the leadership team here because you're on this team. And you know, in any given Sunday, of course, you're protecting. You're watching out for who's coming in the door. You're protecting our pastors. But you might have to go pray with somebody. Um, can you do that? Can you go pray with another team member? Can you pray with somebody in the church or somebody in the lobby who's maybe having a bad day? We had an incident, a, a safety team incident where. Um, an emotionally disturbed person came into church, and um, they never got into the auditorium, but they were having a bit of an uh, uh, an incident in the in the uh, lobby, and you know we're kind of being loud, we're being disruptive in the lobby, and one of my safety team leaders went over and spoke very calmly, calmed this person down, and then prayed with him, and how 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 great is that? I mean, that's what you want is to see the situation resolved without it escalating. So, do you have the heart of a shepherd? but the mind of a warrior. Now, if you don't have a police officer or a retired police officer in your church, if you don't have uh, somebody with a military background or someone with a martial arts background or someone with just the right mindset in your church, then my recommendation is hire a police officer. Um, and, And I would say hire a police officer from your local police department. And when you get the right guy, or the right girl, and they've got the right personality, let them have that part-time job regularly. Because if you call every week and say, hey, we need a police officer for this Sunday to sit in the parking lot or stand in the lobby to keep things safe or however you choose to do it, um, you could very well get somebody different. But when you find a good one, you know, get their information, put them on your speed dial, and hire them. Give them the job. Let them work for you regularly. Because once you find a, an officer who's got the right attitude and the right disposition, that's gold. And eventually, you know, your goal should be to put together your own team. But if you can't do that, at least hire an officer who's going to be there and protect your church. All right, another couple, couple of questions before we close. 
Should your team be armed or unarmed? Well, obviously, I'm a fan of an armed team, but that's not always possible. If you're listening to this in Australia or in Europe or South America or some other place, having an armed group of civilians protecting your church is very, very unlikely because the gun laws in most other countries are crazy restrictive, and so you're not going to be able to do that. Even in some parts of America, having an armed uh, civilian safety team could be a challenge in your church because of getting the proper permits and getting everything put in place for these guys and girls to protect your church. So that's something you'll need to check with your local um, uh, local laws and local law enforcement. Now, is an unarmed team bad? Of course not. Um, I've worked with churches who um, used unarmed security guards, just wearing a security uniform, to protect their churches. It's better than nothing, but in one of those, God forbid, worst-case scenarios, an unarmed man dealing with an active shooter is going to be pretty much useless. So it's just something to consider, but definitely better than nothing. So what are your local laws? What do you need to do? What do you need to have in place before you can have an armed security team protecting your church? All right, well, I'm going to stop there. Next week, we're going to continue this because I think it's so important. And next week, we're actually going to talk about what are the standards, what are the requirements that you need to establish for people to be on your team. I think you'll be uh, pleasantly surprised, and um, you might even be a little shocked at how difficult it is to get on our safety team. Um, But this is not a team that people should be able to get on easily, so um, by all means, tune in next week so you can find out what the standards are and the requirements are to get people um, on a church safety team. Well, friends, thanks for being with me. I'd love to hear from you. Go to davidspell.com. Leave a question or a comment in the comment section for today's post. While you're there, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter so that we can stay in touch. Well, friends, thanks for being with me, and I will see you next week on Leading and Learning. Oh, 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 oh,